podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey, it's Wednesday, and uh, I'm here with Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. It's uh, another week, and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a quiet time, but uh, it's only quiet for us because we weren't in the playoffs. Now, there were playoffs going on. Uh, uh, Louis, what would you think of those games? <laughs> they, they were interesting, to say the least. I mean, that Green Bay-Tampa game was very surprising to me in regard to uh, how Green Bay's offense played over the course of four quarters. They just were not sharp. I'll tell you, they had opportunities. I mean, Brady, he gets all the credit, which amazes me. You know, Brady does it again. Brady does it again. And he did have a very good first half. But, boy, I'll tell you, that second half, three interceptions, I mean, you know, I think the defense on Tampa really deserved all the credit for that win in that football game. I don't want to say all the credit, but, yeah, I definitely think that without that defensive performance, they don't win. No, there's there's no way they win that game because in the second half, uh, Tampa's offense just didn't do an awful lot. And Brady kept keeping Green Bay actually in that game. And Tampa's defense, every time they got the foot, you know, Green Bay got the football back, Tampa was shutting them down. They went three and out, I think, twice on, on two out of the three interceptions that Brady had thrown in the second half. So yep. um, he missed a few guys wide open. Uh, in, in situations, he had a horrible second half. And um, I'll tell you, it, it was just interesting because Rodgers just did not look right. The offense just didn't look like they had any type of enthusiasm going on there. And um, I'll tell you, the defensive ends for Tampa were just destroying Green Bay's tackles. I mean, my goodness, they were just killing them. Well, that'll kind of ruin your uh, mojo, you know what I mean? <laughs> it it did. I mean, listen, th- there was there was some interesting play calling in that football game. Oh, I think God. that Aaron Rodgers has been very, very um, vocal about the fact that they didn't go on fourth down. And um, I would I, be. I think I'd he's be absolutely pissed. Right. I'd be if I, mean, I was makes, him. I'd be pissed. The call made no sense to kick a field. The field goal does nothing for you. You're you're hoping that you get the football back, right, in that situation. You stop Tampa, you get the football back. But even if you get the football back, you still have to get down there again and score a touchdown anyway. So the field goal was – it just meant nothing in the football game. So you're down there, you go on fourth down. If you don't get it, you have Tampa backed up, and maybe you have an opportunity on a short field to get back down there again. Uh, you know, that's the way I looked at it. You can create a turnover. A lot of things can happen. Exactly. And and all passes, too. I mean, no runs. You had time on the clock. Run the football inside. Get a little bit creative. Um Rodgers had a couple opportunities in that possession as well to run it in, especially the third down play. I mean, he had the field open to him where he could have got the ball real close, if not in the end zone. And uh, he made a decision to throw the football. And, uh, you know, 
it that was it in the end. It just wasn't a very very good football game, and it was uh, it wasn't what you've seen out of Rodgers the whole season. I mean, he's had he's had some great great games of late, and they've looked so sharp, and they just didn't. They just didn't come to play. Tampa just outplayed them, and and they're going to the Super Bowl along with Brady. Yep. So we've got to we've got to watch another Super Bowl with Brady in it. It's astounding. You know, he's been in, uh, I think, forty eight percent of the Super Bowl since you started playing. That's in, that's just incredible if you think about it. I mean, amazing. He's got a horseshoe up his ass. So I will give him oh, that. No okay? question. And the referees. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> I mean, I you know, <laughs> my goodness. They let them play the whole game, and then they have the audacity to throw that flag at the end. I mean, it you know, gets your let, blood boiling. It really does. In in such a key situation. I mean, you know. I don't know. I mean, I saw holding all day long on Green Bay receivers. I mean, Lazard a couple times got held, and, you know, it was very similar to – I mean, listen, I'm not saying that it wasn't pass interference right. or holding right. on that but if you're play, letting but, them play the whole game, you don't change in the final uh, quarter. Exactly, on that last play. Um, I, You know, but, you know, I say it over and over again, Mike. They had opportunities, and, um, you know, a lot of Green Bay fans are, I'm sure, mad about the call at the end that they didn't have that last opportunity. But they had opportunities all through the game to to get back into that and take the lead, and and they just couldn't get it done. And, well, we, um, we always say that, right? You know, you, you can't blame a referee decision on losing a game. You know, it, it, exactly. it's four quarters to a game. You've got to win it. You can't. You can't lose it that way. You've got to win it. Exactly. And and you look at the last two weeks with Tampa, with the game Breeze had, and then with the game Aaron Rodgers had. And yep. um, you're looking at this and you're like, wow. I mean, you know, is it Tampa's defense or is it just, you know, these guys just didn't have great games? I think, like I said, I think the play calling came into play quite a bit in that football game. I mean, they threw the ball an awful lot. And they've been a very, very balanced offense the yep. whole season, Green Bay. And I'll tell you, you know, when you get down to the eight-yard line, you know, throw a running play in there, you know, mix it up a little bit. It was just straight dropbacks and into the end zone throws, you know. Yep. Um, you know, and they did that on numerous occasions. It wasn't only on that possession that 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 they did that. And on other, you know, even when they weren't, inside the red zone they were doing quite a bit of that to where they you know in their possessions they were throwing the ball quite a bit and um yeah I I just didn't get it um you know I think that you know the coaching uh, the play calling has to be questioned there the 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 decision at the end was just ridiculous I mean you know to to give them the ball back I mean you know Brady's going to pick up a first down one way or another pass interference was just an afterthought but um you know, the chances of them getting the ball back you knew was slim to none to begin with. Uh, so the field goal was just – it was just a foolish move on on, on their part. And, um, you know, that's it. You so know, co- coaches brain fart too, you know. It just – they make mistakes like everybody else. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
the Kansas City game was kind of – that went as I expected it. I think on the podcast last week I talked about um, Josh Allen struggling a bit. I don't think he's going to have a real good game. I think Kansas City's just going to fire off on their receivers and fire off on Allen and pressure him, and boy, did they ever. You know, well, they, 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 they did, but I was very impressed with Kansas City's secondary. I thought they played outstanding that game. Yes, they did. Absolutely. But, Mike, you know, here's the thing. They were dropping in the coverage – and they had no concern whatsoever for the running game. And yep. that's the that's the way you defend Buffalo right now because with Singletary as their only running back, and you saw what happened. I mean, you know, they, Buffalo had a nice philosophy. Hey, we're going to throw the ball 40 times a game because that's our strength and let's let's have a team beat us that way. You know, and, and Kansas City did just that. They went out there. They just played the pass the whole day. Okay, fine. You want to run the football? That plays into our hands. We love it. You're taking the ball out of the receiver's hands and Josh Allen's hands. You run the ball all day with Singletary. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was a great defensive philosophy. And, I mean, Buffalo struggled for the most part the whole day on offense. They did. They did. They didn't look crisp. They didn't look like they looked against us, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. Not at all. Not at all. Um, you know, Kansas City's offense, I mean, they get down, what was it, 9 nothing early on. And, you know, whenever you watch Kansas City and you see them get down, even by, you know, two touchdowns, you, you don't even – you don't ever concern yourself. Yeah, right. Because doesn't you, you, you. Know, you know that Mahomes is going to get it done. And, and Kelsey, I, I say it over and over again. I mean, their offense runs through them. It runs through him. And I mean, it's just incredible. It's like it's like having a running back, like an Earl Campbell, you know, that you're just handing the ball off to and saying, you know what, he's going to just get his yardage, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And this is a guy that plays the tight end position, and I swear their offense goes through him. I mean, Mahomes is obviously, you know, a, a, an incredible quarterback, but without Kelsey, that's not the same offense. By no means. I mean, you know, he opens everything up for the guys on the outside, and you can't cover him on the inside. So you can throw two guys on him. It's not going to make a difference. He's just that good. He's just that good. And, you know, you can't double everybody. So, you know, what do you do? Exactly. You can't you can't double everybody. I mean, then you got Hill and you got just all these other great, great, fast receivers on the outside. And, uh, you know, Hilaire came back and he wasn't even a factor really in the game. That surprised me a little bit. Not at all. Not at all. Um, You know, the threat of him back there is probably, you know, a positive to some extent. But, you know, in regard to them running the football and whatnot, it just, you know, they just didn't do it. You know, they just passed the ball against him, and that was it. That was the extent of it. Uh huh. Is it? It was a fun game to watch. I like the fact that they beat up on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a fun game to watch from that aspect. I, I got it. I had hoped the game would have been closer. You know, because I was looking forward to seeing a good, close, high, you know, highly contested game, and it didn't really turn into that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, it didn't. Um, the game, Mike, went as I expected it. It really did. Yep. The other game so did not, but but the yep. um, you know that Kansas City game kind of went as I expected. I didn't think that I I felt that Kansas City was going to be able to control the game, and they in fact did. Well, we've got we got a you know another game coming up, right? The Super Bowl, right? You got you got a preference? 
Uh, you know who I'm going to be rooting for. I'm not rooting for Tampa, I can tell you that much. Well, I uh, mean, they're a Florida team, and we're in Florida, so. Yeah, Mike, so is, I, I don't root for the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are, I mean, if anything, I hate I hate the other Florida teams. It does, <laughs> I live here, but I'm a Dolphin fan. I, I was a Dolphin fan before I lived here, and, uh, you know, I don't care a, a drop about Tampa. I don't care a drop about Jacksonville. Um, you know, I want Kansas City winning the game again. I don't want to see Brady get another ring. I just don't. He's got enough. Let Mahomes um, let Mahomes get another one here, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I you know, as far as the game itself, Mike, I mean, who do you like between the two of them? Depends which defense shows up, you know. I th- I think both teams played very good defense in, in the games that they just played. And uh, I almost do like Tampa, but, you know, I mean, Mahomes, how, can, how do you go against him? So, you know, that's where I'm at. I don't know. You know, to mm-hmm. me, it's, it's a pick em game. Yeah, I mean, Tampa's defense has played extremely well, and the fact that Kansas City lost – your tackle Fisher, uh, uh-huh. that, that, that's going to hurt. Yep. That's a big loss because the way their defensive ends have been playing on the Tampa side of the football, they better have a nice replacement for them. Now, I know somehow, some kind of way they're going to compensate for that. Um, Andy Reid's just outstanding. He game plans extremely well. He's such He'll, a great coach. He, he is. He's outstanding. And they'll come up with some plays that they haven't shown uh, yet this year. I mean, listen, they're an inc- impossible team to defend to begin with because of the talent that they have, right? Mahomes, Hill, yep, yep. Kelsey. You have all these just outstanding football players. But then you throw in – you know, the play calling, you know, just the different formations and the different looks that he throws at you. And it and it's like literally impossible to defend them. I mean, that underhand toss to Kelsey where he kind of <laughs> just flipped it to him down by yep. the goal. I mean, yeah, it's just a great play. You know, it's a running play, you know, and and you know, that's that's what I'm saying with you know, with Kelsey and these guys. I mean, I don't even think Sammy Watkins caught a pass in this game. I mean, this is how deep this team is, is that you know, they they do things to you that other teams can't do. They just have that much depth. If you shut one guy down, another guy is gonna excel and he's just gonna kill you. So, you know, with that being said, Tampa has a lot of weapons as well. Um you know, I'm sure Antonio Brown will probably be back for the Super Bowl. So they've got an abundance of, of very, very good football players as well. But, you know, Kansas City's defense, you know, we talked about it last week. They're playing sneaky good. And, you know, like you said, it, it'll probably come down to who plays the better defense. But, I, you know, Tampa, I think, is going to have a much harder time defending um, Kansas City's offense than uh, Kansas City's defense defending their offense. But it, it should be a really fun Super Bowl, no question about it. Should be. So who do you like? Do you like uh, Kansas City? I like Kansas City. I do because I think that, um, you know, they they have – even though Tampa has some really, really good football players on the offensive side, I think that Kansas City's are dynamic, including the quarterback. You know, Mahomes creates a lot. You know, Brady in the pocket, you know, it's it's not the same as defending Mahomes, who just does a lot of crazy things back there. Somehow he, you know, he creates plays, and I think that that's what it's going to boil down to, that he's going to be able to create a few plays, and um, it'll be the difference in the game. I think it'll be a very close game. I don't think that either team is going to blow out the other one, because 
uh, you know, their offenses are just that good. And I, I just can't see the defenses stopping either one of these offenses over and over again. But, um, you know, no, I just it'll think come, it'll come down ahead. to mistakes. It, you know, who makes the most mistakes on offense, you know? Right. And who made the most last week, Mike? You know, that's the big thing, right? Uh-huh. You know, Brady threw three picks in, in the second half of that game. You know, Mahomes has been pretty much flawless, and yeah. and that's been the problem with Brady. If you do that against Kansas City, though, you're not going to keep up with them. No. You know? Oh, there's no question. You give the ball back to them over and over again like they did to Green Bay. Yeah. And like we um, did when we played them, you know. <laughs> we kept yeah. intercepting them and, and couldn't score off the turnovers that we got, and, they, you know, they blew us out. Right. You're asking, you're asking for trouble if, in fact, you do that. So, you know, when you look at this game and you look at the quarterbacks and you look at what Brady did in the second half last, year, last week, it's a little bit concerning. Uh, you know, I think Kansas City's defense is a better unit than Green Bay's. You know, he struggled in that second half, so we'll see. You know, he's, he's going to have to be on his game, Mike, from, from play one to the final play of the game if they're going to stay in this football well, game. Well, I will because- say this. You know, the top, the top two passing quarterbacks throughout the playoffs was uh, Brady and then Allen. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, he, he, he hasn't been that bad. You know what I mean? He is, no, he not is, at all. Yeah, he is getting the job done. So, you know, that's why they're where they are. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, he had a bad second half last week, no doubt about that. Listen, without Tampa's defense though, Mike, they're they're not in the Super Bowl. The last two weeks, they've they've shut down some really good, good offenses. And mm-hmm. Mike, go back to the Saint game. You know, Brady wasn't great in that game either. I mean, it was their defense that won that football game. I mean, he right. did enough. But he hasn't been, you know, uh, just blowing it up per se in either right. one of these football games. Right. So he's probably you know, beyond that. You know what I mean? He's forty-three. You know, he's, he's not exactly. going to be as uh, how do I how do I say it? I, I think efficiently accurate. You know what I mean? He's he's not going to be what he was ten years ago. But the guy's still playing at a pretty high level. You know? Absolutely. I, I, I don't no, he take, makes, I don't he take makes it away throws. from him. Yep. Uh, you can't, you can't take it away from him. But what I'm saying is, is that he's going to have to play a better football game than he has the last couple of weeks. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree, I agree like, with because, that. Because, yep. you know, in order to keep up with Kansas City, he's going to have to play much better than he has over the last couple of yep, weeks. You're of talking playoffs. me in like in Kansas City. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, between now and then I may change my mind too, you know, uh-huh. just depending on what happens over the last few weeks. I, I don't know who, who, uh, Fisher's replacement is. And, you know, we've got to look at a lot of different things to Does see. Does it matter though? I mean, do, do you think Mahomes is going to be bothered by that? I don't think so. Mike, you know, uh, listen, Rogers was, or I mean, Rogers was, was getting annihilated back there and I yeah. mean, he wasn't having an awful lot of time at times. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes are very similar in, in, in the way they play football games. They can create, they avoid pressure. Uh, you know, Mahomes is a little bit younger. He's on younger, younger legs. Yep. A little bit younger. He's on younger legs. Um, so, you know, maybe he avoids a little bit of it, or maybe they just game plan for that. Because, maybe he'll be, you know, maybe he'll Bay, be a little fresher in the fourth quarter. 
Well, Mike, it, the other thing is this, is that you understand that that your tackles are getting eaten up. So what do you do? You got to throw screens in the flat. And they, listen, I, I watched the game and it was funny as I'm watching it because I'm like, they didn't change anything. They really yep. needed to start throwing screens, screens and, draws, and slowing sure. down, <laughs> right, throwing that pass rush, you know, slowing that pass rush up a little bit because they were definitely getting beat and nothing was going to change. You know, at that as the game was progressing, nothing changed changed and they honestly didn't do anything as far as game planning and I think that's where Rodgers is really upset about is the fact that you know the play calling he didn't agree with including the last play and 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 it hurt them in the end and um, I think Kansas City and Andy Reid are a whole different ball game altogether I think they're already game planning for that plain and simple don't Question be prepared is, where's, where's Rodgers going to be playing football next year Oh, yeah, I know, right? I mean, he played exceptionally well this year. I mean, if he wants to go somewhere, um, I think there's a lot of teams that, uh, you know, like maybe the Colts, a team like that, that feel that they're right on the verge, that they have some nice offensive players, their defense is very good, that he can bring them to the next level. Um, you know, a team like that. Yep. Um, I, I don't ever see him coming here as much no, as I, I love the guy. Yep. I think that, you know, the Dolphins probably feel that they're still a couple of years away. So I don't foresee that happening. But um, anyway, you know, we'll see. It's going to yeah. be a vet. Mike, I'll tell you, there's a lot of quarterbacks. A lot out of there quarterbacks. Isn't offseason. that amazing, right? When we needed a quarterback, oh. there was nobody to be found. <laughs> It's going to be a very, very interesting offseason. There's no question about it. It's going to be a fun offseason. I'm looking forward to to a lot of this stuff to see where people land. Um, you know, the Jets, the Steelers, all of these teams in the AFC, even Derek Carr over in Oakland, there's talk that they, you know, that Oakland may make a, a quarterback change as good a season as Derek Carr had. It, it's going to be a very, very interesting offseason. Very interesting. Hey, guys, this is Mike again, uh, breaking in for a second just to ask a favor of you. We would like to request that you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and rate the show. Uh, let us know how we're doing. We'd very much appreciate it. Thank you. And fins up. All right. So let's let's talk uh, some Dolphins offense. All right. Looking at the wide receiver position, uh, probably one of our weakest positions, uh, you know, depth-wise. Right. Uh, you, you've got Parker and Grant, who who both uh, graded reasonably well. You've got uh, Mac Hollins. Now, I don't see him coming back to you. No, I, I, I <laughs> no. I mean, listen, we have to go out and we have to get some uh, wide receivers and. Um, and you would assume that that's what they're going to do. I mean, they're well aware of what we oh, need. Oh, yeah, definitely, right. So there's going to be casualties that are on this um, that are on this roster right now, and Hollins, I think, is going to be one of the first ones to go. Isaiah Ford. Same thing. Yep. Yep. Same thing. I don't see him being here next year. Now, the two guys that are interesting to me are Malcolm Perry and, and Antonio Callaway. Do you think they uh, stick around? No, I, I think Callaway. Yeah, I think Callaway's as good as gone. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I don't think Mike. You know, listen. He had he had opportunities near the end of the year, and you saw the amount of playing time he had. Yep. Yep. Um, so I think that's their thought process on him. And you know what? I mean, he is what he is at this point. I mean, how many years has he been in the league now? Is it four, three? I don't something even, like that. Something like that. And I mean, 
you know, we, we have to get playmakers there. And um, as I said, you know, if you're going to have Grant on the roster, which I'm sure they will because of his return ability, uh, his punt and kickoff return uh, ability. So, you know, he falls under that wide receiver group. And, um, you know, past him, Parker and Williams, I mean, that's three right there. How many, are, how many do we usually keep? Seven? Is it seven or eight? How many is Six, it? Six, seven. It just depends on what they want to do. Uh, you Six. know, they're going to keep, they're going to keep one extra because of Grant if, if he is in fact uh, on the team. So you're looking at seven guys. So, you know, with those three on the roster, Mike, you know, that leaves four open slots. Right. Uh, uh Lynn Bowden is a, is a guy who I think probably comes back. Yeah. Bowden. Well, you got Bowden, Mike, and you've got Malcolm Perry. Uh-huh. So, you know, do you keep both of those guys for another season? I don't know. I think it's, you keep one of them. It's just a matter of which one you believe in. That's that's my thought process, is that if you add some players through the draft and maybe sign a free agent, you know, one of those guys is going to be a casualty as well. I don't know which one. I mean, looking at them, I would say that I'd probably favor Bowden over Perry at this point. Would you agree with that? I would. I would. He got more he got more opportunities, let's put it that way. Yes, he did. So he that got- tells you that tells you that they were they think right now he's the better player. Now that doesn't mean that Perry can't uh, you know, uh develop, but this is what they're thinking as as of now anyway. Right, exactly. So yeah, I mean that that's the way I see that unfolding. I mean, listen, the only three guys that are pretty as far as I'm and you know what, Grant could be a casualty he because could be. he's making He's making a, a nice salary. Now, I, I think that he brings, and you've mentioned this before in uh, previous podcasts, that he brings an element to your team that, uh, that you know, you need. You need a, a punt kick return guy. But is he, you know, is he worth the amount of money that you're paying him just to be that sort of player? Because he hasn't developed as a well, wide receiver. I, you know, so. I, I think with the right offensive coordinator, you're going to get him involved in the offense to some degree, uh, you know, on the jet sweeps and on things that are going to allow him, uh, you know, easy possession of the football and get his speed involved. Right. I mean, but again – you know, the said that they've got to weigh it out and see. I mean, it just depends on what they do in the offseason. I mean, you know, if they draft two receivers and they draft them somewhat early, and I by early I mean the first three, four rounds. Right. Um, or if they, they go out and get start. Robinson in free agency and they they make that investment, you know, there's a lot that a lot that, that, that can change, you know, what we're saying. Um Exactly. I think they're gonna do both, Mike, and in that process of drafting a young guy. I think that, you know, you could possibly get a guy that can uh, uh, return kicks and punts as well. Possibly. You know, possibly. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, Grant's been a disappointment. I think a lot of people feel the same way. I know you do. I know I do in regard to his his pass catching ability. Um, That's exactly it. He he does everything else well, you know, but. He's he's got to he's got to be better at catching the football, yeah, and especially when in contested situations. And you know he's a small guy, so it's tough for him. But he's got to do it. He's got to get the job done, absolutely. So, um, you know, with that being said, so let's say Grant makes the roster, Mike. Uh, yeah. You know, you've got you've got three guys that are guaranteed, and all the rest are, you know, I mean, all the rest are maybes, right? All the rest of maybes, it just depends on what we do, you know. As right. far how many? As, they, uh, how many they want to keep? Now, Preston Williams is a guy. He's shown he's not able to stay healthy. So, you know, is he a guy that makes the roster? 
I think uh, so. I mean, well, he, think, he's shown think, ability. You, well, yeah, you, you know, for half a season, each season he has, and that's yep. that's what they have to weigh, you know. Well, uh, you know, the fact that he, Mike, the fact that he, not to cut you off there, but uh, go ahead. You want to finish what you no, were going to no, say? No, 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 go ahead. The fact that he, you know, he's been a starter game in and game out from from day one last year tells you what their thought process is on him. Now, has he been inconsistent at times? Yes, but he has shown the ability to catch touchdown passes and he has the ability to go up and get footballs. He's done it, I think, as our quarterback play gets better. Um, he'll get better. It's, you know, we went through this with Devonte Parker, you know, there was frustration over the first yep. part of his career. And, you know, when they re-signed him, Mike, me and you were both like shaking our heads. We had that conversation. We're like, what are, what are they thinking? You know, I mean, there's gotta be something there that they see in this guy to re-sign him to a contract because when they re-signed him, he really was coming off of two injury riddled seasons right Right, to where we didn't even see a lot of them and you know every week we oh he's down you know he's not playing this weekend we're like what the hell he's he's as good as gone and they signed him, and lo and behold it worked out so i think preston is a guy that stays i think he has a lot of ability and um just for depth i mean you know you you can't let a guy like that go because even if he doesn't start you know you make some changes He's still there, and he's still a guy that, you know, I think after Parker leaves next season, if in fact he does, because he's only got one year left on his contract, you know, Williams maybe is his replacement going forward. So he, he's going to be here. I, I, I'd, almost, I, I'd almost guarantee that he'll be on the roster next year. Let's move on to tight end. You got uh, Smythe, you got Kasicki, and you got Sheehan. I, I don't see any reason why those three couldn't return. Uh, I, Mike, you know, going into the last, uh, going in the last season and we talked about the roster and we talked about, you know, Gasicki going down uh-huh. and not having any depth behind him that, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, now it's probably the only position on the offensive side that is stable that you maybe don't have to address in the least. I mean, unless you find some kind of diamond in the rough in the fifth round or the sixth round, I mean, I don't think it's a position right. that you address at all in, in the, uh, in the draft. Um, you got three solid football players here that all bring something to the table. Uh, so, you know, with that being said, I think all three of these guys, like you just said, make that make this roster. For sure, and um, you know, I, I don't see any reason as to why they would even bother going out and getting anybody else right now. Now, Austin Jackson is an interesting uh, discussion because he struggled and he struggled struggled mightily, but uh, he, he, you know, he gave up a lot of hurries. He, he didn't uh, didn't give up a lot of sacks though, and, and you know, we've talked about this, and a lot of it has been the speed of the passes that that you know that the quarterbacks have been able to deliver uh, more so than than his prowess at blocking. But uh, you know, I think that obviously they're going to stick with Jackson. But uh, you know, we both think that he's got to get better. Is there anything you'd like to add to his discussion? Well, I mean, he does have to get better. I mean, we have to see improvement in season two, and, and you'd uh, expect is, to, and you'd expect to, but. You know, there's there's never any guarantee. Sometimes these guys are what they are. Yep. And, um, you know, I think that overall, we're not in practice all week, right? So, Correct. 
you know, Gailey, Gailey got a lot of heat about the play calling, so on and so forth. Okay. But if we're not watching practice and in practice, Jackson is getting beat up by art, by Ogba or whoever he's going up against in practice every day, you know, maybe you tweak the play calling a little bit due to that fact. And, and maybe that had a lot to do with what we were doing. I think it was a combination of things, but I think that Jackson will be a solid football player. Now, is he going to be a dominant left tackle? Is he going to be, is he going to bring that value that a number one draft pick should bring? I don't know at this point. It's a big question mark. So um, he's adequate. He's been adequate. Um, What was he in the bottom tier of all the tackles in the NFL, Mike? Um, He was real close to the bottom. He was real close to the bottom. I mean, you know, that's a frustration because you would hope that even as a rookie and as a rookie that was drafted so early in the draft, that he would be somewhere at least in the middle, but not near the bottom. And that that's somewhat of a concern. So I yeah, think they I, mean, I think they knew he was going to be a bit of a project when they drafted right, him. Right. Uh, so, you know, he's athletic and, and, you know, he didn't embarrass himself. Let, let's be honest. You know, we've seen worse. We have definitely seen worse. So, oh yes, we'll see what happens with him. Now the, the other rookie tackle was Robert Hunt and, uh, Mm -hmm. he's the guy I personally think that, uh, should be moved into guard and, uh, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. he can play tackle, but he's, he's a little slow at times and, uh, he Mm -hmm. is, you know, he's got to work on his hand punch and, uh. Uh, some things technique wise, you know, but he, he's a big guy and uh, he's not going to be as agile as some of these speedier uh, defensive linemen. Right. Agreed. I mean, listen, um, Hunt and Kinley, eventually you want to see playing the two guard positions, right? I don't know how many years Flowers was signed to. I think, what was it, a two year contract? So Flowers is done after next season? After next season, I believe, yes. Right. So you you would hope that you have both Kinley and Hunt develop into two of our linemen, whether it be a tackle for Hunt or a right guard for Hunt. And you move Kinley over to the left guard position to replace Flowers. The good thing about all this, Mike, is that all three of these guys that we're talking about, and we're talking about Hunt and I brought Kinley into the conversation, but all three of these guys got a significant amount of playing time in their rookie season. And going forward, that's a major positive. Now, um, can we add a guy? Absolutely. I mean, well, so- I, th- I think you're going to, you know, because the yeah. depth behind these guys is, is, you know, other than Jesse Davis, who I think can probably stick because right. he's, he's versatile. He, he can play just about any position other than center. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, that has value, but uh, Julian Davenport and some of the other guys that they have at the bottom of the roster, you know, I, I think that they need to upgrade there. Panky. Yeah, I don't yeah. see Davenport Panky. I mean, Dieter's job is going to be in question. I mean, I know he's basically the backup center right now, and I don't know how much he progressed um, in regard to doing that because Caro's played, I think, every single down of the season, which was impressive. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Karos, uh, yeah. Karos, um, at yeah, well, the center. He's a, free, he's a free agent, so they'll have to decide, you know, if they want to pay him whatever it is he feels he's worth. Right, and we're going to know how they feel about him and how they feel about Dieter uh, 
over that decision, right? If we yep. if they allow Karras to walk and they do not re-sign him, then maybe they feel comfortable with Dieter at that center position. And then they have to draft one, Mike, as far as I'm concerned. They have to. They have to draft a true center. I think that it'd be a major plus. And, and I'm telling you early, maybe even in the second round, get a guy that is going to be going forward a very, very solid center, a guy that's played the position in college, they have to get somebody that stabilizes that center position because we haven't really had one in a, in a good while now, not since Pouncey left. I mean, right. uh, yeah, it was Pouncey. Yeah, Pouncey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pouncey so, had a lot of critics. <laughs> well, he did, and, and rightfully so. He was injured, and he had a really bad season in that you know he was compensating for playing injured uh, by holding a lot of guys over and over again, right. and it always seemed to be on, on big offensive plays. <laughs> So, um, you know, he he did get a lot of criticism. I mean, Mike, he was hurt again this whole year over in San Diego. Um, no, he's, he old, he's old now. I mean, how old is he yeah. now? He's up there. Well, listen, yeah. we saw Mike Webster play old at that center and Jamato, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what happened to Mike Webster. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That, that was, you know, that was tragic and everything, the way um, – you know, he had to live the rest of his life. But with all that being said, you know, getting back to the center position, they have to draft a true young center. And even in the third round, I, they, they have to get somebody in there. Um, well, that, nobody's going to argue that. Yeah. Nobody's yep. going to yep. argue that. I mean, we, we need, a you know, a, a cornerstone center, you know, uh, a, a guy that's going to dominate in the middle and helps help these guards, you know. Absolutely. Uh, Kenley did not impress me. Uh, you know, he's a nice big guy and you, you know, you, 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 you think of him as a people mover, but he really didn't move people. And I think I've said that before. Um, young, but when we drafted him, Mike, you know, again, he's another guy that was, yeah, a project, fourth, he's right? a fourth round draft pick, you know, so exactly. I'm, I'm sure they'll put him on some sort of weight program and get him a little bit lighter on his feet. And, uh, maybe not too much lighter, but a little bit lighter and, uh, Mike. uh see if they can improve him. Yep, fourth rounder playing over Dieter, the second round pick. Right. And and Dieter, I believe, was an early second round pick. So right. um or middle round, somewhere around there. I don't it remember. wasn't late. Yeah. yeah. But the point of the matter is is that he was playing over a guy that we drafted a lot earlier, two rounds earlier the year previous. So, you know, obviously they they like him and he's he's raw talent. And hopefully, like you said, in the offseason, he's another guy that develops into a very solid football player for us. Uh-huh. Our running backs, uh, what do you think about Ahmed and uh, Gaskin? Obviously, I think they'll be back to you. Uh, it, again, this is Gaskin will definitely be back because he has shown that he can make plays in the offense and he had an outstanding year. And you know what, even if he's not your starter next year, he's a guy that can be the guy off the bench because that's the way it is nowadays in the NFL. There's no one, there's, it's a combination of a couple of different guys getting the job done. You know, I think that they're going to draft a running back. I don't think they're going to go the free agent route. They got burnt last year with Howard. I think that Gaskin's a guy that absolutely stays uh, past him. You know, Laird, I think, is as good as gone. I mean, he just didn't get a lot of playing time. I think that if this team plans on improving on the offensive side, you're just not going to see a guy like Laird on the roster. You know, Breed is a free agent, right? 
this yep. year that he's Gone. he's not coming back. Um, Ahmed's interesting because you know again it just depends on on what they do and what they bring in, how many guys they bring in to compete because he did play well. He doesn't do anything special. Exactly. I mean, obviously he's a better football player than Laird. Uh, you know, DeAndre Washington's a guy that you know you know we brought over and. In the short amount of playing time that he got, I thought he did an okay job for us. But um, that's about you know, right. <laughs> Ahmed's yeah, Ahmed's young, and I think that um, depending on what they do, he could possibly stick his depth as well. But Gaskins the, is the only guy that that comes back. Um, you know, he he did an outstanding job. He's the only guy you want back. Let's put it that way. Yeah, can't say enough about him. Can't yeah. say enough about him. He was a pleasant, pleasant surprise for us. Seventh round pick. You know, they need to do more of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How about getting a center in the seventh round that just right. plays the way he does, right? Yeah, exactly. You got, you got to have some of that. Now, you know, I don't know what position it's going to be, but you got to have some of that. You got to have some of those late rounders come in and surprise. Great. Van Genkel's another one. What was he, yep. a fourth, fifth round? What was he? Fifth or fifth or sixth, he was yeah. he wasn't early in the draft, and um, and he, you know he became a very solid football. I always player say there. Clayton was what eighth round, ninth round, something like that. Mm-hmm. You got it, you got it, you got to get guys like that. They yep. make up your roster. It's it's so it's great to watch. I, I love that. Absolutely you know, love. You're it. not going to do it every year, but you got to do it. You got to have a couple of those guys on your roster that you know you've picked late. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So I think we've covered it, right? We didn't talk quarter. We didn't talk quarterback because really, there's nothing to say. You you've got to, uh, and you know, we both think he's going to be here, and right. uh, there, you know, there isn't uh, much to say behind him right now. You know, that's all going to play itself out. Yeah, I mean, they do have to get a backup, Mike. Um, right, they have to get a veteran backup. There's a ton out there. I mean, I think that. All the guys that are out there, though, are just it's crazy. Cost, yep, and it costs money. I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, you, you look at all the players like Trubisky and um, and and just some of these young guys, and you're like, wow. I mean, I don't know if Mariota is a free agent now over in um, Oakland, but you have to get somebody in here that's capable. Two is not a big guy, and um, you can't go into next season without having somebody. You've got to have a capable backup. Exactly. You have to. You absolutely have to. I mean, you know, Winston, I think, is a free. There's so many intriguing guys out there. They're just, they're, there's a ton of them. And yep. uh, the Dolphins are going to have to do something, but they're going to come at it. They're going to come at a pretty penny. Uh, that's the issue here because all these guys have had good years in the NFL. Have they been inconsistent? Yes, but the quarterback, there's so much value on that position. And, uh, you know, Mike, maybe we get lucky this year because there's so many available that, uh, you know, money-wise, we don't have to throw a ton at, at getting a nice backup that's been in the league a few years, that's proven himself from time to time. Uh, you know, it, it, we could fall into something really, really good that year. And the best thing would be if Fitzpatrick decides to come back. 
that that's 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 the ideal situation, isn't it? I mean, if you think about it, he's been here. He he's worked with Tua all year. You'd have to he's ask worked with that. Flores. <laughs> yeah. Well, I might. But, you know, we're gonna we're we're gonna try and meet up with him to do a signing with him. Uh, you know, in the off season here. So I'm, I'm going to pick his brain quite a bit. That's going to be an interesting sit down. So we'll see what happens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Anything else you want to add today, Lewis? I think we covered it. We do. We looked at all the offensive positions, talked about the game. We got a couple of weeks till the Super Bowl. So I guess we could talk a little bit more about that next week when we come back, which will be what Wednesday Yep. of next week. Yep. All right. Sounds good. I'm good. All things go according to plan. We'll be back Wednesday, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the Super Bowl, and maybe we'll look over the the defensive roster, uh, which is probably a lot easier to talk about. I think uh, uh, there's a lot of good players on defense. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of returning guys. Yep. Uh, Yep. Maybe tweak a few guys, but yeah, we'll talk about it next week, like you said. Agreed. All right. Uh, Thanks for joining me this afternoon, Lewis, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, until next week, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Podcast Network.